Communications disruption can mean only one thing. This is Jam Transmissions, a Star Wars podcast. Welcome everyone to episode 91 of Jam Transmissions, Star Wars podcast. I'm Peter Viox, and please allow me to introduce my co-host, Mr. Rick Villanueva. Well, hello. Hi. Hello there. Happy Star Wars Day, guys. How are you? Happy, happy Star Wars Day to you too, my friend, to all of our listeners. <laughs> and I I really just wanted to throw a wrench in the whole thing and just make it all different. But how is everybody? Happy Star Wars Day to everybody out there listening. Happy Star Wars Day to you, my friends, Pete and Eden. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, you can't, you can't, hey, if you want to throw a wrench in a thing, you, we got to have Eden's, Eden's theme music. So hold on. Let me cue that up real quick. Please allow me to introduce the one, the only, Miss Eden Gray. Hi. What's, Hi, is what, this how we're doing it today? Hi. <laughs> what seat Hello. am I in today? You're in the in the co-pilot's chair today. Okay. You're the co-pilot. I'm not the pilot. No, not today. Okay. I'm I'm the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> and we're crashing this one to the ground. And it's gonna burn like the razor crest. Oh, uh, I am so happy that yep. I I ruined the whole show. This is this is my favorite one so far. <laughs> You know, and, and the truth of the matter is, is I feel like no matter what episodes have gone on, the very next one that we do is always my favorite. And I walk away from every show feeling like, you know what? That was so much fun. Yeah, it's true. Agreed. So I just wanted to let everybody know today that we had a lot of crazy stuff to talk about, but we're going to be talking about chapter 15 of the Mandalorian around the half point of the show, and we'll be saving all spoilers until that moment. So if you haven't watched it yet, you can listen carefree until you hear our final warning. But until that moment, we have a very special set of announcements to discuss. We absolutely got to talk about everything we learned regarding the future of Star Wars. So in place of our regularly scheduled bullshit, we're going to be diving right Right in to Disney Investor Day 2020. Let's do it, guys. Best announcement day ever, ever in the history Remember, of announcements. In last week's episode of The Mandalorian, there was that the boulder that Fennec Shand rolled down the hill. Yeah. That was the information that we got. <laughs> and I felt like the one stormtrooper with the gun trying to like make sense of it all and just got crushed by just it. Crushed completely. I literally had to put down the list because I kept going over the list the Star Wars.com article that that 
put every single, uh, you know, thing into one concise little list. And I just had to stop on Thursday. I said, and I looked at Eden and I said, I'm so glad that we got this today and not on Mando Friday, because I literally mm-hmm. would not have been able to contain myself. I would have exploded. <laughs> I would have spontaneously combusted right then and there. Yeah. You were about to anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they hit us with so much information, you know, and it was weird. Like they, they started the investors call with just information about the company, you know, 86 million subscribers in a year, which is a, a bonkers number and like, or 68 million, I forget whatever it was. But either way, it was a lot of people. And then they broke down the scheduling for the thing. And it was like, we're going to talk about this in this chunk and this in this chunk. And then there's going to be a 10 minute intermission. And it was like, now we got to wait another hour until this information starts to hit us. And then when it came, you know, you know, it's nice to see Bob Iger again, you know, for a couple of minutes. And then Kathleen Kennedy comes out and it's, it's like they filmed this in the volume. You know, there's little screens bobbing around anybody that didn't see it and just heard the news. You know, she's like presenting stuff and started hitting us with all of these shows. And I'm not going to go in the order that they told us about them, but kind of like, I don't want to say the smaller announcements, but the things that the bigger things are, we'll, we'll, the, the film stuff I think we'll do last. So first of all, did you guys watch the investors call or did you just kind of like dive into the news afterwards? I just got hit over the side of the head with the news after I got home from work when you, I think you started texting Peter and I don't, I don't really know how it happened, but it's just all of a sudden all I'm being bombarded by news and I, I didn't watch it. I, Yeah. Yeah, we came into it a little bit late because of work schedules and yeah. that. And uh, Eden had something to, sh- to show me. She was really excited about it. And we'll talk about that next week, actually. But then uh, I come out of the bedroom, right? And she's like, oh, look at this awesome thing. And I was like, stop. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We have to watch this right now because right at that point, one of the shows had just put out a sizzle reel. And mm. I, I did screen mirroring on my phone, put it on the TV, and we... It was a roller coaster ride from there on. Yeah. And then by the time we were finished with everything that had gotten announced, um, we made it just in time to catch like the last part of the Star Wars segment, the the live um, introduction of like the big feature stuff. So that's that's kind of where we were at. Okay. So you guys had a, like a similar but different experience to what we had. So Isaac and I were here and I had my phone in my hand and I had the laptop on the on the table. And right when they got into maybe the second announcement, my laptop just shut off. And that's what, that's what I was watching it on. My phone was just kind of like, cause I was getting like, you guys were getting text messages. I'm getting DMs from people like, what's going on? And um, so I, you know, I go to my phone and like, I put the video on my phone and I'm like, I'm mad now because I'm, my phone's still blowing up. I can't respond to anybody. And like I'm looking at my modem, like all the lights are flashing on my modem and like I had to reset the thing. So I missed, you know, I got to see it all on my phone, but I didn't get to see it on the slightly bigger screen on my laptop, which is what I wanted to do. Um, so I'm like, I'm freaking out. It was just like the, the worst possible time for the whole thing just to crap out. turns out it was something with our internet. It wasn't the laptop. I thought the laptop crashed. Um, so it finally came back up and we were good to go. But it kind of soured the mood just because I'm like, I was in the frame of mind to see it one way and I had to see it another way. And it was, it was a whole thing. And 
yeah. And then it was just kind of time to like process everything. So there were moments, you know, where we were, Isaac and I were like yelling at each other, like, what? Just like screaming. <laughs> and yeah, um, there was a lot of yelling on, on our end yeah. as well. So why don't we just get into it and we'll talk about some of these things briefly and we'll get into some things a little bit more in depth since we do have a lot to talk about. So amongst all of the announcements, you know, we got some live TV stuff. We've got uh, a couple of movie things and um, some animated things as well. And two of the smaller maybe uh, animation pieces that they gave us were um, a show called A Droid Story that's going to feature a new droid who is uh, kind of, yeah, I kind of under the wing of C-3PO and R2-D2 telling these stories. And what's interesting about this one, it says that it's a team up with uh, Industrial Light and Magic. So, you know, it, it doesn't sound like just a straight animation like we've gotten for Clone Wars or Rebels or um, Resistance. Uh, it sounds like it could be something a little bit more special um, in terms of the look of the show. At least that's that's my take on it. But did you guys have anything to say about this show? I kind of got the sense from the the description that it's going to be kind of mixing live action and animation a little bit, um, but I could have just kind of connected those dots and, <laughs> and it's not real. But I, I get the sense also that this is going to be more child oriented. Um, so I'm thinking maybe just a single event, a little, you know, aimed at children and I'm excited to get the new droid, but um Am I super highly expecting anything from it? No, that's that's my impression. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. New droids are always great, and droids going on adventures on their own are always great. I love the the um, droid compilation comic where it's just stories about the droids and how C-3PO got his red arm and all that stuff. Oh, that was a fun one. The C-3PO yeah. one shot. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, there were a lot of one shots like that. And so I'm, I'm treating it like that. Like it's going to be really great and really fun, but I'm not like super hyped about it. Yeah. Yeah. This is the one we probably know the least about. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, when it comes out, we're all going to watch it and it'll, it'll probably be, like you said, Pete, it sounds like it's going to be geared towards maybe a younger audience. Cause there wasn't a lot from this information that was for, uh, the, the kids, uh, in in the fandom so um whatever it sounds fun sounds cute we'll see what it is whenever we get the official announcement of you know when this thing's going to roll out um but along with the with that in the animation space we have uh a show called star wars visions and this one i know for the three of us sounds really really interesting because they are bringing us 10 different stories told by different japanese anime studios and my first thought, like it reminded me of the, there was that set of anime or like animation pieces about the matrix that came the out. Animatrix. That's what I thought right. you were going to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't think of the name offhand. Thank you. Um, so, and those stories were really cool. I was not a fan of the second and third matrix movies. Like the first one could have just, you know, been its own thing, but the animatrix was fantastic. And some of those were really beautifully done. Um, you know, we've had like the manga adaptations of some stories come out recently and to have animated anime Star Wars for me yeah, is, it sounds great. Uh, do you guys remember a couple of years ago, there was a uh, a short anime styled uh, uh, cartoon that came out of, um, I think it was the- TIE Fighter? Yes, that's it. Um, beautifully done. And if we get stories- 
even half at that level, they're going to be great. So I'm really looking forward to this one. Me yeah, too. That was that was amateur made too. You know, that was just a, a fan thing that was made. And you guys can find that on YouTube if you haven't seen it. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh honestly the same thing. I thought about the animatrix for this. Um, multiple studios. Um, that's very exciting stuff. You know, uh, Eden and I, we we follow and have followed a lot of different anime and studios throughout the years. So we'll probably be able to pick some of them out. And um, it's going to be a real nerdy experience overall. But, you know, as a droid story in, in this goes, it's new Star Wars. So no matter what I say, if I'm super stoked about something or not, I'm going to watch it. And I'm probably going to like it. Well, except for one thing, but we'll get to that later. Sizzle. <laughs> what? I'm really, I'm really excited for this for the for the anime, anime Star Wars, like legit Japanese anime studios making Star Wars. I'm so ready. Yeah, I love the a that they're going that route. I mean, we're talking, you know, for a lot. I mean, we we look at it from our Western lens, knowing that it's you know inspired by Kurosawa and things like that, but to have a completely different cultural team of creators. You know what I mean? Like, you know, to have people, you know, Japanese studios do this, there could be, you know, and who knows what it is, if it's at, you know, adapted stories, if they're completely new things, you know, what you want to get into the canon of things, whatever, we'll find out that stuff later on. But I think it's going to be really cool to see the cultural influences brought into Star Wars, not just, artistically but thematically you know the the mythologies that can be involved in this stuff could be really really fascinating so i'm looking forward to it again we don't have dates for a lot of this stuff this is one that we don't know when it's going to happen uh could be three years five years from now who knows but it, it does sound really intriguing moving on and but staying in the animation space uh they gave us uh quite a bit of information about the bad batch uh except for a release date so um, which I was, you know, we last week we were talking about what we might get in this in this call, and I was like, maybe we'll get a, a date for the Bad Batch, and guess what? They didn't give us one. So, assuming it comes in the spring, kind of like uh, season seven of Clone Wars came out this year, um, we'll get the continued story of the Bad Batch. And from what we see, they gave us a sizzle reel or like a trailer, uh, which was very cool. You know, the animation looks very much like Clone Wars, and. Uh, you know, we see some locations that are somewhat familiar. Like we see, I think it's Zygeria. Um, and like, it looks like they're enslaving some peoples. Um, we get the uh, the Palpatine speech from Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm, which was um, awesome. Talking, right. Talking about his new empire. So uh, I have a question like that. sort of related yeah. to that, like a timeline question. Is Does it look like this is taking place before the Bad Batch episode or after? This is like. Do you know what I'm asking? Before yeah, or after I, they get Echo is what I'm asking here. After because I saw Echo okay. in the trailer. Okay. I right, couldn't yeah, he, I watched it a couple times. I couldn't quite pick him out. So that's why I was like, is there Echo or not? <laughs> yeah, the fact that you see Palpatine uh is is that it's after. It okay. shows that it's after. Yeah. Yay, Echo. <laughs> yeah, so there could be a little bit of overlap in the timeline as far as what's happening with them and then what happened at the end of mm-hmm. season seven mm-hmm. of uh Clone Wars. Obviously, they'll be separate. You know, we we got a, a glimpse of what is probably Fennec Shand, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. Because um, I I love Ming-Na Wen. I think she's fantastic. But I to have Fennec pop up in this show, it's one of those things that, you know, it's just another thread that, you know, to connect these stories. 
Um, she's got familiarity with clones, apparently, if this is her. Um, I really think it is her for sure. Now that we rewatched the, now that I've seen more of her on the screen and her style and like the red um, lines on her coat, like this is this, if this isn't her, like it's her sister, it's her relative, it's somebody that she, mm-hmm. that, that she knows. Yeah, I was saying that, you know, her familiarity with clones, if she is not an adversary, would explain, at least for my part, you know, why she was very accepting of working with Boba Fett. Like, maybe she felt some kind of familiarity there, you know, having been around clones, if that's her role in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, but yeah, Obain, overall, thoughts on Bad Batch? I'm really excited. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. Um you know, there was a lot of question about, is it going to be a continuation of Clone Wars in the animation style? And this obviously showed us that that is the case. And um, with the title, you know, fade from the Clone Wars to the Bad Batch, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, as we talked about with Echo, I'm pretty excited uh, because, you know, I tried and pausing it so many times too, to, to see it, like to get a good look at his helmet. It's pretty sick looking. Um, but they they gave us a lot and they, they cut a lot of stuff really fast. And, um, mm-hmm. but you know, it's, uh, it, it's going to be the exact same as, as the arc, the bad batch arc that we got. It's going to have that same feel. Um, it, it doesn't look so much like a team, uh, like what we were thinking it was going to be like. <laughs> um, but I'm excited to see it go into new territory and that's all I've got to say about that. Yeah. Yeah. This one. You know, as far as the things that we knew before the investors called, this was one that I was kind of lukewarm on. Um, I mean, you know, again, I'll watch it, but they weren't my favorite part of season seven. Um, but, you know, how they weave these stories, I'm sure they'll find a way to make it really captivating and interesting. And if it doesn't hit, it doesn't hit. But yeah, whatever. When it happens, we'll watch and we'll discuss it then. So moving away from the animated space, let's get into some live action. Thank you. I'm glad I, did. I'm glad I didn't have to. <laughs> you know, lob that one up there for you. You knew what to do. <laughs> there was no know. wrench there. I know what to do with that <laughs> one. <laughs> um, so let's start with um, probably what's the farthest away for live action TV, uh, at least for my part, uh, the acolyte uh, being run by Leslie Headland. I remember she did the interview a few weeks ago that, you know, she was talking about the creative process. Well, now we know exactly what she's doing. Now, the Acolyte says that it is going to be taking place in the waning days of the High Republic. And this, of all the announcements, I think this is the one that I want the most. Mm-hmm. You know, like We didn't know what to expect uh, from Leslie Hadlin, except a little news blurbs or scoops that we heard that it was supposed to be, you know, female-led and kind of... Uh, like a Kung Fu, like a martial arts, you know, maybe spy show or something. We weren't really sure. Um, but this thing calls it a mystery thriller. And what intrigues me most about this is that we're going to get some dark side exploration. And for anybody who's seen Russian Doll, what she does with the main, with the main character of the show, whose name I can't remember, um, kind of exploring kind of the moral attitude that the character has is I think is really, really fascinating to have that in the star Wars space, exploring somebody on the dark side in a time of galactic history, when everything is very much focused on the Jedi, because this is supposed to be like the height of their, you know, powers or whatever. Um, 
but to have this, you know, the dark rises to meet it kind of storyline, it to me is really fascinating. So this is the one that I want to know the most about when it happens. I'm going to be really, I'm going to be glued to the TV for every episode of this thing. Yeah, I wasn't expecting this one at all, and I'm I'm really excited about it too. It's really really cool to get new dark side characters because this is a new era for us. Um, it's you know going to be a new timeline. There isn't really a place for any of the dark side characters that we currently know to fit in that timeline. So they're, we're going to get new dark side characters. Like how cool. I find this to be really intriguing information because what we know is it's going to be at the high, the end of the high Republic or rather the waning days of the high Republic. Now all we know is kind of what, like what we're getting of the High Republic, we don't know if that's towards the end or not. Um, we'll find out as time goes on through 2021, I'm sure. But it's interesting to me knowing what we know about the Rule of Two and when it was established in canon, uh, or I'm sorry, in in Legends, compared to what it could be in the new canon. I guess is what I'm, what I'm trying to say is. Could this be where Darth Bane comes into the story once again? We had mm. we had some rumors um, a couple months ago about you know Bane coming into the new canon, you know, outside of the Yoda arc that we got in season six of Clone Wars. But to me, it's really intriguing because you're getting emerging dark side powers. That's how they phrase this. So. What if they change the rule of two and the rule of two? I, I don't know. It's it, to me, it's interesting and I'm having a hard time articulating what I'm trying to say. But the thing that is most exciting of all to me in this is that it just says that it's dark side powers. So this doesn't necessarily have to relate to the Sith in any way. Exactly. And so that's exciting when you got the idea of, you know, stuff like the Night Sisters and whatnot. Um, the different representations of the Bogan. And uh, with this being a Kung Fu mystery thriller, I mean, anything's on the table or nothing's off the table. And um, I- I'm with you, Rick. I'm I'm pretty excited about this one. Yeah, this one fr- from the announcement in the, the logo drop that they gave us um, right away, it went to Chuck Wendig. You know, what do we, that's the only other place we've heard really acolyte uh, in the new Canon with the uh, acolytes of the of the beyond, and you know they weren't necessarily Sith like you said. They were kind of just at least in in the modern timeline of Star Wars, they were kind of like devotees to Darth Vader. They were kind of worshiping him, it seemed. And I'm sure there's more to it. And if this is an exploration of that, if the acolytes of the beyond are something that is much much older than that, man, I, sky's the limit. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know, you know, how best to say this, but this one, this is the one that I think I am just flat out the most excited about from all the announcements. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, very intriguing stuff. And whenever I hear Acolyte, I, you know, obviously new canon, we got the Acolytes of the Beyond, like you said, but I think of Old Republic Sith Acolytes and stuff mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, trying to, that's, that's where the confusion and in, in my difficulty in articulating it uh, came, because if it's Sith you have to change the rule of two. You know what I mean? If it's a Sith acolyte or maybe they're like a different sect of people, kind of like how you have the covert versus Mandalore, the children of the watch. What if you got Sith existing outside of the rule of two? You know, that that's another intriguing possibility for the story. So yeah, I'm all around super stoked. What else we got? All right. So moving on, we're going to go into um, 
one that is currently filming right now. We talked about last week. It is my man in the newly titled show. Andor starring <laughs> real, real deep there. Yeah. Really. I know. <laughs> like they've spent hours in that room. Like, well, what should we call this one? That's well, I don't know. And they finally just said the hell with it. Let's just call it Andor. Um, got a really cool logo. It's got that kind of take really on the, nice. uh, you know, the, uh, the, the rebellion dealy do whatever the it's called um and um you know they kathleen kennedy talked about this one and you know mentioned some of the cast that was in it uh you know obviously uh the guy who wishes he was as handsome as me diego luna um stellan skarsgård fiona shaw denise golf you know all of these names genevieve o'reilly coming back as mon mothma this one uh has been kind of high on my list uh, i really you know just we, we love rogue one we've talked about it before um this character is very intriguing he has, he has a past that's very checkered um we're going to get a lot of that um, but they gave us a sizzle reel with this one it had a ton of cool behind the scenes shots uh they talked about it being uh, i think 10 episodes um 12 or 12 12 episodes correct um thank you and to see the production space for what they've done for this, all of the, like the creature designs, um, you know, some of the, the concept art that they showed us, um, this, as we've alluded to, you know, many times in the past, seems like it's going to be a very action heavy show. It's going to be, it's going to get into like the political weeds of what's going on with the, the, the empire and the separatists probably of the time. Um, and to have somebody like Tony Gilroy, you know, at the helm of this thing is, is also very exciting. Um, but uh, thoughts on Andor? What do you guys think? You know, I'm looking really, or I'm very much looking forward to seeing this. Uh, it looks great. As you were saying, how um, they're really expanding on the volume. It looks like they're using bigger sets included here. And just a lot of the stunt work that you saw going on, it looked really complex. Um, so with this being a spy thriller, you know, you've always got a lot of great action, but that also brings in, a really interesting story, and and I expect there to be some really high stakes stuff going on here. And I'm I wanted to learn more about the Cassian. We might see a Cassian that's less prone to shooting his friend in the back immediately. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like we might mm-hmm. see what gets him to that point to the rebel that will do whatever you got to do. Desperate. Yeah. What do you think, Eden? I'm really looking forward to it. The The sizzle reel they put together was really nice. Um, it was nice to have Diego and Luna like introduce it and narrate it. And he just seems so happy and so excited. Like he, he could not look happier than to be working on this project. And that um, that's really exciting for me. It says that, you know, everyone who's working on it really loves it. And it sounds like we're going to basically get, like a couple of movies just put on TV. Yeah. Like that's how they're treating it. And that's, that's great. Yeah. There's a lot of money going into this thing for, for it being a live action series. And uh, yeah, it's going to be coming out in 2022. So not as soon as we would hope, but I'll wait because we got plenty of star Wars action coming our way. <laughs> yeah. You know, along with this announcement, Kathleen Kennedy talked about the construction of three new volumes uh around the world that they're going to be using to filming uh, to film you know different locations there's one in la one in london and i think the third one they said was in australia isn't it so uh, great how star wars is still changing movie making like after all this time they're still breaking ground 
I was just going to say that yeah. the the technological leap that they you know managed to like successfully utilize with the the Mandalorian it's changing the game, you know, and the fact that they're doing these around the world, it means that, you know, this isn't just going to be limited to star Wars. Um, you know, Marvel will be using a lot of this stuff because they had a boatload of announcements on their part, which we're not going to get into, but there was some really cool stuff there. Um, but you know, it, it, it's especially now, you know, with the way 2020 has been and everybody having to distance because of a pandemic, um, you know, obviously there's more important things in the world than, producing a tv show but it it's nice to know that they've developed ways to still make sure that these things happen safely and you know again on, on the selfish side of it it's like cool we get more star wars and they found a way to do it um but it also you know for them I mean, we know disney's a, it's a big it's a big business and they're, they're trying to find ways to make money you know they got to spend money to do that so you know having these volume sets built um, around the world, and there'll probably be more in the future. Um, it, like you said, it, it's changing the way film filmmaking and television is going to be from here on out. Like there, there's going to be like pre the Mandalorian and then post the Mandalorian when we talk about how productions work. And you know, we're going to start to see this across the board. You know, other filmmakers are going to start using this outside of uh, the, the Disney umbrella, and it's pretty fascinating to think that they'll be able to do that. And, you know, move away from some of the green screen technology that, you know, that we saw, especially like for Star Wars fans are really heavily utilized in the prequels um, and how these actors get to act with, quote unquote, real environments. They're in it. So uh, it, it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing the things that they've been able to do lately. And, and it's paid off. It's paid off in dividends. So good for them. But. Along with those in the live action, so we had Andor, which obviously we're very excited about. Um, they gave us uh, not an announcement of an upcoming Lando series. And with that, uh, you know, that was something that was rumored uh, a couple of months ago. I think the guys from Kessel Run Transmission said that there was a Lando show coming. We really don't have any details about what the show is going to be, except that it's going to be run by Justin Simeon, who's the creator of Dear White People. Um we don't know what the story is going to be, when the timeline is going to be. The logo for this thing is beautiful. Um, the the kind of sleek mm-hmm. yellow, blue, the golden blue. Um, I love that the A and the N form kind of the point of the front of the Millennium Falcon. Um, and that to me says it's going to be probably pre-solo. Um, but uh, quick thoughts on uh, on Lando. Yeah, I was kind of going along those lines, too. This is not going to be so much the make Solo 2 happen kind of deal. I think we're going to be getting some of the, the stories that, that Lando was was recording in his uh, hollow memoir. Calrissian Chronicles. Yeah, like, which the Calrissian we, We've had this conversation before. Like, yeah. If we got a Lando series, it would be the Calrissian Chronicles. It'd be his adventures before he met uh, Han Solo, which is yay! I'm really excited, and that's exciting too because that would mean more L three thirty seven. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, all on board for that. Less chewy than I would have liked, mm. but you know, uh, there's room for Han Solo and Chewy to come in on all these shows. It looks like all these shows are going to be creating lots of crossover opportunities. And opportunities for new shows to to come into, uh, you know, new events, you know, because some of these are described as events and some of them are described as series. 
And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to Lando um, and I'm in complete agreement. It's probably going to be a solo prequel. Yeah. You know, in speaking of crossover uh, series, they hit us over the head with these two here mm-hmm. telling us that they are going to exist in the same timeline as, as the Mandalorian and produced by Dave Filoni and John Favreau. We are getting not one series, but two series. One called Star Wars Rangers of the New Republic and the very heavily rumored Ahsoka series. And now what they say about these is that these stories, these three shows, including The Mandalorian, are going to lead in some kind of climactic event. Like this is your Avengers in Star Wars, basically. You know, this is the three merging stories. And Rangers of the New Republic sounds like it's going to be maybe a pilot show. Uh, maybe something that has a connection to uh, this episode of The Mandalorian that we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, if we get the, you know, the Carson Teva Trapper Wolf kind of stuff, I mean, I doubt Filoni would be in it for more than a little bit, if he, especially if he's helming part of this. Um, if we get some of that stuff, cool. I'm not super excited about Rangers of the New Republic, only because I don't really know what to expect about it. Um, it sounds okay. But um, the Ahsoka tie-in obviously seems very... Obvious, uh, we you know we saw her in the Mandalorian not two weeks ago, talking about Grand Admiral Thrawn. Her logo looks very much like some world between worlds. Uh, stylistically, you know, it's got some runic text around the side. And I, guys, I tried to see if it says anything. <laughs> of course. And all I can get out of it was um, be sure to drink more Ovaltine. So I don't know if that's a Star Wars thing or not, but. You know, um, it, I'm looking at it now and I zoomed in on it around the circular object looks like a galactic map. It looks like some of those runes from Tython uh, could be on the outside of it. Exactly. Exactly. So, you, you know, I, I, if, if somebody got a translation of this, I'd love to know. I just I didn't have time to, to dig into it too much. Um, but what do you guys think about this crossover kind of storytelling? And, and what do you think the, the climactic event will be at the end of it? Um, I think it, it'll probably have something to do with with Ron. Um, something to come out of Rebels. The the storytelling in Rebels and the lore building, the world building, the Force lore was very very strong. Um, and it's it just it needs to be brought to like Rebels isn't really mainstream uh, Star Wars, and bringing it into live action, I think is is going to be really awesome. So honestly, I have absolutely no idea, but yay Force Lore and yay Ahsoka mm-hmm. and maybe live action Loth Wolves and more Loth Cats. That would Ooh. be great. Yeah. I hadn't even thought about that. That sounds really cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A little Lothal action. That would be pretty cool. Well, yeah. I mean, to quote the great Donald Faison, you know what it's about. Yeah. You know what it's about. They're looking for Ezra. <laughs> so <laughs> the the opportunity for that story to be told in Ahsoka would be a shame to pass up, but yeah. I would be, I would be just as happy to have dual timeline story going on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, telling the story of what happened before Ahsoka, what led Ahsoka to go on the hunt with Morgan for Morgan Elsbeth or Elbeth, mm-hmm. whatever her name was to find out where Grand Admiral Thrawn is. Mm-hmm. And then once you get that information, you change the color of your cloak and then you're like, I'm Gandalf the White now and now I'm looking for Ezra. <laughs> um, 
as far as that's what I'm thinking for Ahsoka, um, I think a dual timeline would be pretty cool, but I obviously would be happy with whatever. The fact that you get her at Rosario Dawson means it's probably going to be closer to what we saw in Mandalorian because, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. If it does have something to do with Thrawn, she's going to need Ezra. It just like kind of hit me that you can't take on Thrawn without Ezra. You just can't. She's going to need him. But what if Ezra's joined forces with Thrawn? And that's why she's trying to find Thrawn. Mm-hmm. You're making such a crazy face. Mm-hmm. Hey, don't count it out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the unknown. You know that Thrawn is coming into this story somehow. You would assume that Ezra is coming into the story too. But you know what? For all we know, he could be dead. Yeah. Thrawn very much killed so. him. Could you be. Know? Um, but I do want to comment on the Rangers of the New Republic. Uh my first thought was the Trapper Wolf situation, you know, Dave Filoni and that, because I, th- I feel like they were described as Rangers. Um, but the the other side of this is they could be like Army Rangers and uh, you you could get some more uh, boots on the ground action, which would be really cool. Um, maybe some tie ins with people that know Cara Dune mm-hmm. from the past. You know, it would be kind of cool to see that kind of stuff going on. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to both. I mean, Ahsoka's pretty high on, on my list. Ahsoka's the one I want the most yeah. before everything. Like, that's, I'll take it. If yeah. I had to pick one, that's the one. But thankfully, I don't have to. Like, <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What, what The inclusion of these two series, being that they're not even in production yet, they're still probably in the development stage. And we don't know any other casting besides Rosario Dawson. They didn't say any names attached to Rangers of the New Republic as far as actors are concerned. Um, but this tells me that we're probably going to be getting at least another three seasons of The Mandalorian, at the very least. If they only do one season of each of these shows, if they're going to tie into The Mandalorian, they have, like I said, they haven't done anything that, that we know of with these shows yet, unless they come out in the spring and say, surprise, you know, it's coming out next year you um, never know <laughs> yeah i mean who knows because we've heard rumors of uh, you know or, or talk of uh, planning for at least season four you know who knows if they have something planned beyond that but if i had to guess as far as like some kind of a climactic event involving all of it given everything that we've seen this season just in the mandalorian there's got to be something with mandalore like a reclamation of mandalore uh from whatever empire holdout is still there whatever's going on with mandalore there's got to be something happening with with that location so if there's some kind of new mandalorian conflict that happens like a fresh mandalorian war or something that's kind of where mind brain went for this uh or or with with these announcements as far as them being tied together but again we got to wait and see we have no idea what's going to be happening with these um now we've got a few more here now, this one we knew filming was going to start happening, not in Boston in the USA, but Boston in England, uh, Kenobi, um, which officially is now titled Obi-Wan Kenobi. So the brain trust of title creators right, thank you at Lucasfilm. Com- yep. th- thank you for commenting on this because it's ridiculous. <laughs> I swear to God, if the, I, it, it's like they've whiteboarded like a ton of names. It came up with the most basic ones in the beginning and probably felt the need to take a nap afterwards with all of the hard work that they had to do. I mean, come on, people. Um, whatever. It is what it is. We've known about this one for a while, guys. This one wasn't a surprise. But, you know, they kind of gave us some tidbits about what the story itself may or may not be about. 
Um, first, the logo, uh, the naming logo. The eye in Kenobi is a lightsaber, which is pretty cool. It's Kenobi's lightsaber, which right just there says, well, maybe he's going to be using it and not just against Tuscans trying to steal water or something. Um, so in the announcement, and this was one of the moments that we kind of, Isaac and I lost our shit over, uh, was when Kathleen Kennedy said that Hayden Christensen was coming back as Darth Vader. Now, having stepped back from that in the moment, we were like, what? And like our heads blew up. But now I'm kind of like, well, wait a minute. Um, not to say that he's a bad actor or anything like that. I think he got plenty of bad direction in the prequels. Um, I kind of like my expectations were really tempered, kind of like, okay, if he's in the suit, you know, he's got to learn mannerisms and da 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 da. Um, but the one kind of like hanging thread that she gave us uh, was that there's going to be this rematch, the rematch of the century. And a part of my brain like just went, Ugh. Oh, and really, I'm I'm like, I really I hold on to the lines from A New Hope that they speak to each other. Now it's not to say that they couldn't fit in another connection that they could have met up at some point, um, but I'm sure they're going to do a good job with this. They gave it there, there was there were some stills from this. Um, there was a sizzle reel that we did not get to see uh, for this, but. Uh, one of the investors, I guess, gave some information to co- comicbook.com um, about what was in the sizzle reel, um, some comments that Ewan and Hayden both made and things like that. But as far as the story, I don't I don't know how on board I am with them fighting again uh, at this point. Uh, I'm sure it'll work fine. I don't, for my part, you know, growing up with the original trilogy, I don't want the moment in A New Hope to feel less than it was. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of my fear. Oh, I'm I'm prequel fan. I am all about I that sh- what moment? Give me more. <laughs> give me more Hayden Christensen. Give me more Kenobi. Give them them together fighting, chasing each other across the galaxy. Don't care. I want all of it. I'm very excited. <laughs> no concerns. Well, I I I agree with you actually. I, I am pretty excited about uh, Hayden coming back into this because he had such great chemistry with Ewan and they're mm-hmm. both really good um, with lightsaber fighting. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, this is a really interesting opportunity for a rematch. And I understand what concerns that you might have, Rick, but there's that one line in A New Hope that makes this all work. A presence I haven't felt since Obi-Wan Kenobi the series. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go- going forward, you know, I mean, it- it's going to change that for people, whatever that moment is, obviously. Um, but I just, from, you know, for my own part, and I'm not against it. Like, I sure, like, I mean, yeah, let them fight. I, but I, I don't want it to lessen that moment in a new hope. I mean, it's, you know, it's a game changer moment. You know, not just for the story of Star Wars, but like just kind of in filmmaking, the way that was all, you know, approached. You know, we see his character, you know, Obi-Wan, obviously he disappears. Like, what the hell happened to him? Um, it, you know, it just brought a level of mythology to that first movie. Um, and physically how they fight in the movie, I mean, how much can they do at this point? And again, I'm not saying I'm 100% against it. I'm interested to see how they do it, um, how much Hayden will even be in the show you know, if they decide to do like, and this is something that I do want to see is like Clone Wars flashback stuff. Um, oh, yeah. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that would be really cool to see. And, and, you know, we thought, you know, early on that this show would be, you know, Kenobi kind of wrestling with the demons of the mistakes that he's made. And, you know, so the, the opportunity is there to have a lot of flashback things or a lot of introspection, including Ahsoka. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And, you know, if, if he leaves Tatooine uh, for any reason, which it sounds like he may be doing, if we're kind of reading between the lines, um, I'm all for it. Uh, but I, I just have a little bit of trepidation with how this battle, this rematch, how, how that's going to play out. Yeah. I'm, I'm 100% excited about this. Um, I like the fact that it's going to be taking place 10 years after revenge of the Sith. I like the fact that it's going to be a special event series. That's how they, they, uh, they describe it here. And I'm excited about Deborah Chow. Um, helming this series. So overall, overall, just completely stoked. Um, I'm assuming it's going to be like four episodes or something like that. I think we heard rumored it was going to be either four or six. So, you know, if they turn out to be an hour a piece, you know, cool. I'm down with that. So I kind of sizzled a little bit earlier that there was a project that I wasn't too enthusiastic about. And I wonder when it's going to come up on this list. I want everybody to know I'm going to do my best to say as possible, positive as possible. <laughs> okay. Now I'm wondering, cause I did text you Thursday and we, we don't know what it is for either one of us, but there was one that I was not super thrilled about. Right. Either. I didn't tell you mine and, either. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm wondering if they're the same thing. So moving on, we're going to get into the film space. Uh, the, the two movie things that uh, Kathleen Kennedy talked about, then we'll, we'll go into the one that we know that we've known about first. So we knew that Taika was getting his own movie, uh, Taika Waititi, obviously, you know, Thor Ragnarok from Mandalorian, IG-11, you know, he's done a bunch of stuff. Um, we'll be doing the shadows. Um, I love Taika. I'm super stoked for this, whatever this movie is. Um, and interesting when she was doing the presentation, she had some visuals behind her and one of them had had this shape. I don't really, I don't know what the, call it but it looked very much like the mortis monolith kind of like the double-sided triangle um, or pyramid that mortis forms and then there was this logo reveal that looked very kind of kind of schoolhouse rock right yeah now if i'm deducing anything from any of those it seems to me that maybe taika's picking up on the stuff that we heard rumored from uh, Benioff and Weiss is kind of like early days of the Jedi. Um, Cause it, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a cartoon rock. So I got like, well, it looks kind of prehistoric. Um, and then we get this image of what this mortis thing looked like. And I guess Jordan Mason a couple weeks ago, you know, tweeted out an image of uh, the book, um, Dawn of the Jedi into the void. That's got a very similar looking thing behind it. Um, I've never read that book, so I don't know a lot about it. I've been kind of looking up like, I, maybe I'll just get my hands on the book, but uh, if you know Taika's filming style, you know he's he can inject humor. He can put a lot of heart in his stories. So he's a fantastic storyteller. I'm geeked about this one. I'm 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 on board for this. We just don't know much about it except that it's probably the 2025 movie because I don't think she said uh, specifically when it will be. But it sounds like, at least for my part, it sounds pretty exciting. If those little visuals are any indication of where we might be going. But Pete, it sounds like you might have a slightly different opinion. Slightly. 
Um, you know, th- there's there was this uh, lost footage from an episode where I was really sick, and uh, I don't know if you remember this, Rick, but I kind of shit all over Taika Waititi. <laughs> Nobody has ever oh, heard yeah. me. Nobody has ever heard me do this. I remember, but I got to tell you, I don't like Taika Waititi. I don't think uh, you described him as a fantastic storyteller. I disagree. Um, I think that the logo looks like Life of Brian. And um, he looks like a Monty Python, a member of Monty Python as well. <laughs> now I'm getting a little mean, but but no, here's the thing: like, <laughs> I don't enjoy his humor. I don't like what he did in Mandalorian. Um, so it's hard for me to get excited about this, and it's hard for me to see that kooky logo and think that it's going to be fantastic storytelling. You know what I mean? And I. I don't want to, I know that I, it's a, it's a very unpopular opinion. A lot of people really love Thor Ragnarok. I am not one of them. And it's just, uh, no, I'm not excited about this at all. Am I going to watch it? Yes. But I hope that my expectations do not ruin the experience. Um, but yeah, not excited at all. What do, what do you think, Eden? I don't really have anything to contribute because I haven't seen any of those visuals and I don't even know what the logo looks like and I couldn't find it. <laughs> so I got nothing. <laughs> You know, it is what it is. I just think, you know, what we saw in that logo stylistically is we're not going to see anything like that on film. I don't think. I think it's just, you know, it kind of gave me 78 holiday special vibes. Um, oh, that's from, awful. Oh, I don't like that like idea the, at all. But just mm-hmm. stylistically, that's kind of what it looks like. But I again, to me, it's like it's a rock formation, you know, of the words Star Wars. So for me, it, I just got this pre prehistory thing. And you guys remember when the high Republic was announced uh, earlier in the year, they showed that whiteboard with all the crazy ideas. And one of them just said dinosaurs. Um, <laughs> like I kind of went there too. So I'm like, it just, to me, it just said it spoke to something older than, than we've experienced so far. Yeah. But if he gives us uh, kind of a, you know, that Dawn of the Jedi type story, I'm not, you know, saying the book in and of itself or the series, um, you know, could be, could be really cool. Mm-hmm. So it could be. Right, so that's yeah it, yeah, it really could be. And it's kind of described by by Kennedy as Taika's approach to Star Wars will be fresh, unexpected and dot 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 unique. And um, that it scares me, <laughs> you know, like his enormous talent and sense of humor will ensure that audiences are in for an unforgettable ride. And to me, it just it just doesn't sound like something I would like. And um, I yeah, I, I really hope that it's awesome. It has the potential to be really cool. Because he is good at making things that are really, really popular. There, I said something positive. <laughs> and and uh, so, you know what? It could be awesome. And I hope that it is. That's my hope for all of Star Wars. But we might, you know, we we might be stumbling on that first thing in Star Wars that the old, old PD Vox doesn't like. Yeah, it could it's happen. It's been a long time. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Well, let, let's put that one on the shelf for now. We'll put a thumbtack in that one and- once we get more information, we'll talk about it. Well, no. We'll be back. Yeah, we'll be back for this one. So the final announcement and um, all right. So there's another movie coming out in 2023 and you can, you can tell that this is, this is the one that I'm not excited about. Um, so Kathleen Kennedy comes out and she says that the movie coming out in December, 2023 is called Rogue Squadron. And to me, that sounds great. Give me piloting stories. I'm all for it. Uh, to be directed by Patty Jenkins. And boy, if everything in my demeanor when Isaac and I were watching this thing, honest to God, I just deflated. 
I was like, oh. Now, here's my reasoning. I have nothing against Patty Jenkins as a person. I think she's great. The video that she put out along with this on Twitter talking about like her inspiration for the story, I love it. Personalize your story. I'm all for that. But like you, Pete, you talk about Taika Waititi. You're not a big fan of his movies. I wasn't a big fan of Wonder Woman. Um, her her filming style, and I've mentioned this to a few different people, like it was very, very heavy on uh, like visual tropes. The overuse of slow motion in this movie to the point of distraction. It just, it took me out of it in moments where it was supposed to be impactful. It was like, oh great, here's another slow-mo scene. Um, and I've said this to a few people in the last few days. This is one that I want my mind changed about this one. Like I'm excited about what the story can be. I just don't visually care for how she presents movies. And if Wonder Woman 84, which is coming out in a few weeks, uh, turns out to, you know, be in my opinion, better than the first one, then cool. I'll be more excited for it. Um, it Johnny Orm talking in the Tumbling Saber Facebook group, you know, he said, he's like, listen, Rick, comic book movies are different than Star Wars movies. She'll find a way to do this visually differently. So kind of like, kind of tempered it a little bit for me, but um, this is the one that I'm kind of like, and and it in realistically, like, this was the biggest reveal apparently for the whole thing, uh, at least when you look at social media and stuff. But this is the one that every time I saw it pop up Thursday in the evening was just like, I got to walk away from it. Like I didn't want to talk about Star Wars for a little while. Just like we got a lot of cool information and everything. And this was the one that I was like, mm, okay, well, we'll see. I'm, I'm really and, excited about this one. Um, just because she seems to be so into it again. It was like seeing Diego Luna talk about the indoor series, like seeing her um, intro video and seeing how passionate she was about it really makes me excited and just the whole idea of it. It's like, wow, what if we got live action, like resistance space flight and races and all of that? Like that sounds awesome. So I'm, I'm full of hope expectant. I'm, I'm excited about that one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about this one for some reasons as well. Um, because it, it's, it's being described as, uh, the, the project that will move the saga into the future era of the galaxy. So that's, oh. yeah, that is all new. This is all new material and it's going to be exciting to see where it goes. Now, Rick, I'm actually with you, um, on the Wonder Woman stuff. I, I didn't like the movie. I'm probably not going to see 84. Um, look, I'm, I'm a comic book guy. You know what I mean? Like I've been reading yeah. comics my whole life, so I typically don't like comic movies. That's just, you really, he, he really doesn't like Thor Ragnarok. Like I was saying, uh, Wonder Woman, Batman, all, all that stuff. It's just, it, you know, anyways, but it's okay to not be excited about something based on creative output from the past. And it makes sense to look at, at people's, um, their, their past catalogs. You know what I mean? What, mm -hmm. what have they done before? So I understand. Um, I doubt you'd see a lot of, uh, <laughs> fighter pilots going in slow motion but uh, you know it's it's going to be it's going to be cool um i i'm certainly it, this is actually pretty high on my list i'm i'm choosing to ignore her uh the, the fact that she worked on the wonder woman franchise because it's new era stuff and and like i didn't absolutely hate wonder woman i really hated thor ragnarok <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's it, so like 
that that makes it a little bit easier for me to swallow than I think it does for you. And uh, yeah, I, I hear you. It's like I said, just at least for the WB movies, it seems like the studio wants to make a lot of decisions with those movies. So maybe that was something that they wanted for Wonder Woman to have this these impact these impactful visual moments, and you know that's why all that slow motion was there. Because um, again, the story's fine. You know, I didn't walk out of the movie thinking like oh, I want my money back. Um, visually, it started off fantastic. That kind of opening montage of the history of the Thymascara and all of that was I was was great. Um, but there's just some moments in the movie that you know they're supposed to draw you in, but for me, they just pulled me right out of it. Um, hopefully, uh, and this is kind of the, the 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 optimist in me. You know, hopefully she that maybe that was like I said, wasn't a decision for her for Wonder Woman. Um, that you know, she I don't know, changes, adapts uh, something, maybe her her storytelling visually will reflect the material that she's given to uh to work with. Um I, I don't know. I just know that, you know, this was, you know, I I wasn't excited for it. And of course, as a fan of Star Wars, I'm gonna go see it. Oh yeah. Um and if I come out of this thing feeling like it's the best thing I've ever seen, I will tell you so. I yeah. can very easily change my mind with stuff like this. I'm not going to walk into it thinking like stupid Patty Jenkins made a Star Wars movie and, you know, be a dickhead about it. Um, cause that's not it. It, you know, it's, it's, I, I want my mind changed. I want to be blown away by it. And I really, really hope that I am once this movie comes out. Um, but in just in the moment, my initial reaction was like, okay, that that's not the thing that I wanted, but judging by the reactions of just the fandom at large, people are really excited about it. And over time, as we get closer to it, you know, that kind of excitement is infectious. I, you know, I, I can say that, um, there's never been a thing where I was just like, well, I'm not going to see that. Everybody loves it. I'm not going to do that. Um, especially with star Wars, you know, when people are hyped about it, then I can very easily get behind it as well. So we'll see. We got a couple of years before this comes out. So, you know, I'll reserve judgment for when the movie does come out. But, you know, for right now, initial reaction was kind of like, meh, take it or leave it at this point. But yeah. we got a while to go for that. So, um, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that either, man. Like, um, it, it's okay to not be excited about Star Wars, too. And like, I'm, I'm glad that I wasn't alone <laughs> in not being excited about something on this list. So it, I hope I hope our listeners don't think that uh, that that we're negative about it because we do strive to make this a positive uh, podcast and everything, but you know what? It's okay to have opinions, guys. So reserve your hate mail, please. Just send because <laughs> I don't want to. I'm I'm not going to read it. <laughs> All right, now now we can move on. Yeah, well, real quick, you know, just the the absence of a couple of things. I didn't talk about Ryan Johnson. I didn't talk about Kevin Feige. Um, the um, I'm forgetting one other name that was rumored to be attached to a movie as well. Um, we didn't hear any of that stuff. So. Um, Ryan Johnson, that announcement is still on StarWars.com back from 2017, I think it was. Um, so that possibility still exists that he's got something on the back burner. We know he's doing Knives Out too. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's going to be more announcements in uh, the, the next year or so. We'll probably be inundated with more and more stuff as this goes along. So, Do you think um, they'll ever, do you think that Dave Filoni and John Favreau will ever want to do a movie? I would say Yes. Um, you know, everything for Filoni seems to be, this is like, like he went to school, like literally, like he was side by side with Ryan Johnson filming the last Jedi. He's learned how to do some things, whether you like last Jedi or not, you can't say that, you know, Dave Filoni didn't get some, you know, hands-on experience because he did. Um, 
I can I can see him wanting to do something in the movie space later on. John Favreau, I don't know. You know, he did all of his work with Marvel and seemed to kind of move away from it a little bit. So maybe he'll, at least as far as his career goes, maybe tire of working on Star Wars, especially now that he's working on three different series. Um, he may decide to walk away at some point as a creator. Uh, you know, it, it's it, it's hard to say, but, you know, possibly. Well, all right, guys. I know we were going to be talking about uh, Mandalorian Chapter 15, but we got too excited <laughs> about all these. Uh, and, and I had a feeling this was going to happen, uh, that we would just have to talk about all of these announcements. And it's it's all very exciting. And I'm looking forward to all these other things. But I think we're going to be talking about Chapter 15 alongside with Chapter 16 next week. Is chapter 16 the last one? Of Season 2. No. So they've got a lot going on, a lot that's going to happen. Okay. And Rick, what should we be holding on to? Each other's booty holes. Oh, no. <laughs> I've only got two hands, Rick. Who's going to hold mine? Grogu. There's two of you there. You, you guys are covered. You guys are good. I'm only who's willing gonna, to who's hold Grogu. Who's going to hold your butthole? I have, I got people. I got, I have, a, I have handlers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, this this is this complete podcast has been completely derailed. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> but no, this, this has been another fun one, guys. But you know, let's go ahead and start giving our closing thoughts on everything before we start uh, closing out the show. Um, I just can't. I just can't wait for Ahsoka. Everything Ahsoka. I want her to be in everything. I want. I just. I can't believe we got so much Star Wars to come. We have so much to come, and. We did not mention one single thing about books um, this week, and there's still just every every time I think like, oh no, I'm I'm sad, Mandalorian's going to be done, or we got to wait for these new books to come out. Bam! There is so much more Star Wars to come out to be excited about and to look forward to. Like, thank you, Star Wars, for that having that that guiding light of hope and wonderfulness for our futures. <laughs> I'm really excited. Yeah. I think I'm excited for Ahsoka as well because I enjoy uh, when Star Wars injects the Force lore into stuff. Yeah. And it was an absolute joy seeing her in The Mandalorian. And I think uh, I didn't answer your question before, Rick, when when you asked us, uh, what do I think the big culmination of uh, Rangers of the New Republic, Ahsoka and The Mandalorian is going to be? And I think that's where you're going to get the big four stuff. Like, I know yes. there's a lot of four stuff going on in Mando and people are, are critical of it. Uh, but I, I think that that's those, those people not watched Rebels. What do they mean? A lot of force stuff. Well, they, they they couldn't temper their expectations of what The Mandalorian is versus what it what they wanted it to oh, be. OK, and it, it's. They're not alone. And like I said, like you're allowed to have your opinions yeah. or whatever. Uh, but, you know, it's I think that's what it's going to be. I think you're going to get injected the big amount of force lore. We're going to get Grogu's uh, big climax somehow. And he's going to that's going to be his send off somehow. I don't know. I, I don't he's know. He's going to destroy and eat a Rathtar. <laughs> Wouldn't it be wow. so cool? This is we're just still speaking going of for some booty reason. holes. Um <laughs> What if we got to see the world between worlds in the volume, like in that format? It just the possibilities. All right, I'm done. Yeah, we did get more eye. So I mean, like, let's see some more convores. Yeah. Let's let's get that force lore in there. And uh let's let's also 
get that Mandalore in that Mandalorian <laughs> lore in there. It's uh, we we can do it all. It, it's exciting, and and all of these series gives us are going to give us the opportunity to have something for everybody. And mm-hmm. when that's is that? Sure. When is that ever a bad thing? Right. Yeah, and that's that's why I am also looking forward. This is really hard to say. Looking forward to Taika Waititi's movie as well because it's going to make so many people very happy and I like it when people are happy and I hope like Rick for Rogue Squadron I hope that it makes me happy too and I'm going to try and temper my expectations that's that's Maury's final thought or, or was that Jerry Springer <laughs> who had final thought yeah that's that's uh that's my final thought for episode 91 <laughs> what about you Rick what do you got you know, I, like I said in the beginning, that they we just had this avalanche of information, and for you know anybody that's just if you are in the middle part of the Venn diagram of Marvel and Star Wars fans, it was a ton uh, on Thursday, and you know it's still kind of tough to process. Like, well, no, well, we're getting this thing and this thing and this thing. We're like, oh my god, I forgot about this other thing. Um, it's a really good time to be in this this fan space. Um, I, I will say that, like, there's so much that's coming, you know, like Pete, you mentioned was the last week or the week before, you know, you're doing this for 50 years or whatever, you know, like there's enough content coming that that's a possibility, man. Like we're going to be doing this to the point of like, well, there was another movie that came out this week. Can you believe it? It's episode 34 of the Skywalker <laughs> saga. Um you know, seeing but, all these yeah, potential no. release dates has actually kind of put a little bit of fear of mortality for me. Yeah. Because, you yeah. know, you've got it, it's it's just kind of told me that Star Wars is going to be going on long after I am no longer a part of this earth. Now, that's a little morbid, but it's also like it created those uh, selfish feelings of mine that I will never get to experience the whole saga. <laughs> and that really sucks. And I just. You know, you got movies coming out in 2027 and I'm like, oh man, what, what's going to be happening then? 2030, 2040. And then you just all, the, uh, I don't know. I, I'm very happy that Star Wars has become so big, but it has totally put the fear of mortality in it for me. See, seeing all this stuff <laughs> lined out like that. Yeah. I saw somebody online talking about there, maybe in another show, just saying like, well, you know what? If I don't live to see the end of whatever story I'll be watching it as a force ghost with all my buddies in the afterlife. So there we go. There's always that. So, I feel better now. Trust in the yeah. force. Yep. So yeah, you know, but like I was saying, you know, there's, there's a ton of stuff. There's something for everybody. A lot of it is going to be fun and probably serious. And who knows, man, remember we remember last year when we were saying, well, 2020 is probably going to be a pretty quiet year for star Wars. <laughs> oh, I remember. Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you what, it's been another great conversation with you guys. I always have a good time, but we're going to go ahead and start closing out the show for today. Now, here are some of the ways that you can interact with us. You can follow Jam Transmissions on Twitter at JTComlink, where we retweet other great shows that you should be listening to, plus the big news of the week. We like to post pictures of our acquisitions, polls, and primers for upcoming episodes. Now, as for our personal accounts, Eden, I know you're still on strike, but there are alternatives to getting in contact with you. What do you got? Um, you can send in some comic link chatter or you can add me on Nintendo switch and we can, you know, build some snowmen and animal crossing together. That would be cool. 
Now that's better. That's better than just interacting on Twitter. Now, as for me, you can find me on Twitter at Wookie Venom. And Rick, what about you, man? Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Cad Bane's Bounty, where you know booty holes be damned. <laughs> we're we're in for a ride the next uh, the next week, closing out the Mandalorian, and then everything happening in the next couple of weeks with the High Republic. Um, but guys. With everything that's been announced this past week, some things about episode 15, or chapter 15, and then pending 16, let us know what you think. We want uh, a lot of interaction from you guys and gals and non-binary pals. I stole that from uh, Imperial Senate podcast. Cheers, guys. Um, Pete, where do the good people do that? Good people got to direct all their emails and voicemails to comlink, C-O-M-L-I-N-K, at jamtransmissions.com. And we'll read your emails or play your voicemails on the show. Now, if you want to help us out, guys, you can tell your friends about the show so that we can keep building our corner of the community and continue to make this show the positive listener interactive podcast we intend it to be. Just tell them to go to jamtransmissions.com or they can find us on most podcatchers and definitely on Podbean, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Now, there's a lot of news that we didn't talk about this week for the lack of time, but check the show notes for all the information of what happened this week, or just for real, just go ahead and follow us on JT Comlink. We're going to post all that stuff up there. Yeah, but don't miss out on that. There was a lot of awesome news that we didn't talk about. But as for that, it's going to be it for our 91st Star Wars Day. We hope you all have enjoyed the show today, and we can't wait to hear from you next time. I say this to all of our friends and listeners out there, as well as my co-hosts, Rick Villanueva and Eden Gray. May the Force be with you. Always. Always. Uh, hi. I have a question. My name's Donald Faze. I'm a huge fan of Star Wars. So, how soon can we expect the Sabine Rim uh, Ahsoka Tana show?
before I tell it. You know what it's about. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's to be more than that. It's to be more than that. It's so clear to you. They're looking for extra room. I don't know. You don't know. I do know. You do know. I do know. It would probably make a good story. I have this crazy thing. I have to know what the story's about before I tell it. You know what it's about. They're looking for extra Okay.